Welcome to St. Martin's Church on Sunday, the 26th of April, the third Sunday of Easter. The readings today are Acts 2, verses 14a and 36 to 41, 1 Peter 1, verse 17 to 23, and the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 to 35. Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you like riddles? When I was growing up in the 1970s in Ireland, we had a set English text at primary school that was a mixed bag of grammar exercises, poetry, prose and word activities. From it, we learned how to answer comprehension questions, got our weekly spellings, learned poems off by heart, and did language puzzles. One of the exercises we had to complete involved riddles and rhymes, and I must confess it was not my favourite. Trying to find out what had walked on four legs in the morning, on two at lunchtime, and on three in the evening didn't hold my nine-year-old interest, I'm afraid. It took until I grew up for the charm of a riddle to be evident to me. Of course, riddles are an ancient form of word puzzle and cut across almost all cultures. They can be found in Mongolia, the Philippines, Africa, India or Scandinavia. Anglo-Saxon texts from this country over 2,000 years ago have wonderful, varied riddles. Perhaps the disciples on the road to Emmaus weren't fans of riddles either. They are faced with some puzzling questions and are trying to make sense of the peculiar bits of information they are receiving as they try to understand what has happened to Jesus and to themselves as a community. The disciples have scattered. There are rumours and reports. Some women claim to have seen an empty tomb and questions are rife. Why did Jesus die? And why were they hearing reports that he had risen from the dead? What does it mean? Should they stay in Jerusalem? Should they go to Galilee? Shattered and scattered, Jesus' friends are searching for answers and meaning. They don't have the full picture, and in a way it's almost like a riddle. They are hearing snatches of information and have different possible answers in their heads. It's human nature that even if we all know each other and are presented with the same information, we will not necessarily all come to the same conclusion. And this is exactly where we find the disciples in this story. And yet they want to understand. They want to make sense of it all. So when the two disciples on the road to Emmaus are faced with a stranger who seems completely oblivious to the whole story, they become frustrated perhaps a little like when you hear a riddle. You can almost hear the frustration in their voices. I suppose if it were us in this day and age, we would exclaim, where have you been? How could you not have seen the reports on the local news, on the internet, the pictures on Instagram? Or how could you have missed the Twitter feed from Pontius Pilate's office? And so they begin to explain to this apparently clueless stranger just how important Jesus was. 
they expressed their hopes, saying, We had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. But as if to stress their continued lack of understanding, their blindness, if you like, notice that St. Luke tells us that they describe Jesus as a prophet, not the Messiah. It seems they still haven't grasped that he was the Messiah and that he had to suffer and die. So Jesus breaks open the scriptures for them, showing them the parallels and the links, drawing their attention to what had been prophesied, joining the dots for them. And they listen, but do they grasp it? St. Luke does not tell us that they understand at this point, just that they listen just as he has told us in verse 16, that they can see Jesus, yet not recognise him. Yet something must have intrigued them, drawn them to him, because they urged this complete stranger to stay with them that evening. They want to hear more. They want to have the opportunity to ask just a few more questions. Maybe because they feel that the answer is tantalisingly close. And it is in the second opening, the breaking open of bread, that their eyes are finally opened and they can truly see him. This breaking open of bread not only recalls the bread and the cup of the Last Supper, but reminds us that the Eucharist is a profound place of encounter with God. When the disciples grasp these two realities, word and sacrament, then they can recognise Jesus. And this recognition leads to an immediate eager response. The disciples did not rest for the night after their long journey. No, they got up and left that same hour, utterly convinced of his resurrection. They were energised, charged. It was no longer possible to be alone. They wanted to be together, to be with others, to share the good news of his resurrection. As 21st century Christians, we are also called to respond to word and sacrament. We gather and listen to the scripture, to hear the word of God, even if only virtually in our present crisis. And we usually gather around the table, the altar, to receive him in the sacrament of the Eucharist, although that is not possible right now. These two events make sense of our faith and energise us, just as the disciples were energised. Usually, these two acts of nourishment, word and sacrament, would then send us out from the church to the world. But our world is upside down. We cannot go out and share our joy with others. We cannot, like the disciples in the story, get up and leave because we have not physically gathered together around the table. The story of the road to Emmaus is a powerful call to action, to movement, to community. But we can only do that for now at a distance. We can only connect through phone or email, through a word spoken at a distance. As one writer comments, Easter does not always come in three days. Stones are rolled away, but sometimes we stay in the tomb. And yet, we know that the Easter joy will be ours a hundred times over when we meet again. We wait in steadfast prayer. 
we recall with gratitude and love the times we have shared together and look forward to the time to come. Just like the tired disciples on the road to Emmaus, we know that in time our spirits will be lifted. We too will feel our hearts burning within us when we meet again with each other and with Christ in word and in sacrament. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us at St. Martin's Church in Gospel Oak. Next week, the readings will be Acts 2, verse 42 to end, 1 Peter 2, verse 19 to end, and the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 10, verses 1 to 10. <laughs>